Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You are listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast brought to you by Birmingham Live. Hello and welcome to the Aston Villa Facebook page from Birmingham Live. My name is Matt Davis, filling in for Dan Rollins today as I'm joined by Villa correspondent Ash Priest. Ash, good afternoon, how are you? Yeah, afternoon, all good, yeah. Fresh from last night, uh, late Sunday evening kickoff. Getting used to them now. We we kickoff times. I miss line of duty, so I've got to catch up on that. So no, no spoilers, blues anyone. Uh, well, I've never seen an episode, so you won't get any from me. I think I'm actually the only person in the country who's never seen a second of line of duty. You're so, watch yeah. it. <laughs> I should do. I should do. I watched a film on Netflix called Stowaway instead, which was decent. Anyway, we should talk about football and specifically Aston Villa. Um, well, uh, a, a point uh, in you know interesting circumstances against struggling West Brom side. Ash, what did you make of it? Yeah, it was really weird. Really, um, it was the most fluid I've seen Villa going forward for a long old while, um, and that was backed up with the stats. I think it was twenty-four shots they had, eleven on target, and. Villa ended up nearly losing the game. So, yeah, a bit, a bit better going forward. I think the, the intent was there. So, looks a bit a bit, a bit better in that sense. But, yeah, it's just, just lacking that clinical edge up front. I think Martinez has worked quite well. Matis Pereira was was causing causing havoc. Um, Villa, Villa didn't really get going. Yes, they dominated it and, and whatnot. But Sam Johnson was really tested. But in the end, I truth for Keenan Davis getting his first, first Premier League goal. Uh, right at the death, and it was a point, a point, yeah, a point secured at the end. So, yeah, I'm pleased with the points, pleased with the attacking display going forward, but was lacking that clinical edge again. Listen, Villa played against a side that have lost what was it, eighteen matches all season, so they should be there for the taking, but they didn't. But they got the point in the end, so I'm pretty pleased, Matt. Yeah. Um, drop your questions in for Ash and we'll go through them as we go along but I've got a few things to put to him uh, in the meantime as we wait for those but you mentioned Keenan Davis getting his first goal it was a bit of you know non-league defending but I'm sure you'll you'll take it I mean how happy do you think all the players will be for him because he's kind of, he seems like he's got a good attitude and he's a bit of a workhorse isn't he so it's nice for him to get that reward yeah definitely he's, he's only been he's only had 150 odd minutes this season um, she's not no, not really good enough, really. They had the 10, 10 minutes here and there. It's so hard to make an impact, but he has been making an impact. You look at the when he come on against Fulham, bullying that Tosin at the back and getting Villa's Villa ahead, and he's been meant to feed off scraps with the five, six, seven, eight, ten minutes here and there. So I like to see more of him in the month of May, to be honest. And I've spoken to a few players behind the scenes and off the record, and they've told me this, this lad's a baller, which is like the, the, the new slang for the players. He's a baller. Really good. He's not He's not this uh, back-to-goal merchant, hold-up merchant. He's m- much more than that. He's got a great touch, great left foot. And he's a good player. And he, with, with the um, the training ground videos Villa put out, he does catch the eye now and again. So beyond the scenes, the squad t- tell him uh, he's, he's a really good player. Um, just haven't seen enough of him this season. I think, I, I've been told Jack Grealish loves him as well. So hopefully we can see more of him. I think... Last season, he didn't really take his chance throughout Project Restart. Villa was struggling, a struggling side back then. But this time, it's a different kettle of fish. 
the uh, there's a, the supply line's more potent. I think he'll get the chances if, if he's on the pitch long enough. So I like to see Davis playing. Give, give him a start. I'd like to see him a start. Starting front me Watkins. What have Villa got to lose, really? So I'd like to see that option explored in, in the future games. Six games got left. I'd like to see things we go to up top and have a look at it. But yeah, overall, tough for Davis. He's earned that goal. He hit the post as well. I thought he weren't going to get it, but he's got it in the end. Bro- broken his hoodoo, as it were. And let's hope he can um, season uh, finish the season with a flourish, mate. Do you think this is his last chance to make it at Villa these next six games? Because they're going to be looking in the market in the summer. Wesley's fits again, which is obviously great. So if Davis is ever going to make the grade as a, a regular at Villa Park, do you have to do it in these next six matches now? Uh, interesting point you raise there, Matt. He's 23. I tell you line from Dean Smith's post-match press conference last night saying if there's more to come, his development, he hinted at his development. So I think he'll stick around. He's only 20, 23. Um, been around Villa for a long time, like you say. I think his his last league goal came in 2017. He broke through under Steve Bruce, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, under Brucey, and he was plucked from non-league. And Villa have been working on on him ever since. Um, raw talent, as we know. In terms of last chance saloon, I, I don't think so. I think Villa will be patient with him. I think Davis is happy to sit around. But I'd like to see him go out in the championship next season. I'd like to see him test himself and play week in week out. Play that Tuesday Saturday relentless fixture list and. And developing that way and come back in 22-23 season and it'd be, it'd be a different proposition. So I don't think his time's up at Villa yet at all. I think he signed a new four-year deal in, in last summer because obviously his last contract was, was expiring. So I think Villa believe in him. I think Richard O'Kelly, the striker coach, he believes in him. And based on what, what, what the players are telling me behind the scenes, they all believe in him. So uh, I think I think he'll go out on loan next season for me. I think Villa will bolster in attack this summer. Um I think Watkins hasn't been as clinical enough over the recent weeks. Yes, 12 goals in 31 is pretty decent for his showing, but I think Villa need a, a, box to, a fox in the box merchant, I think. Um, Tammy Habram ticks that box for sure. So if that's explored, then that's your point at an exciting season next season. We'll see. Um, one more from me before we get into questions then. I want to just ask you about Wesley. Um, it's great to see him back, but it's such a big injury uh, medical science come a long way, but uh, do you think he'll ever be the same player again? And is anything he gets on the pitch this season just a bonus, really, towards next season? Yeah, Dean Smith made a point to that. He said it's the worst injury he's ever seen in his 34 years years as a in the in the professional game. So I think there's three three ligaments in your knee. Smith said he did all three of them. So just just show goes to show just how bad an injury it was, Matt. Um, in terms of his prospects, it was great to see him getting on the pitch last night. I think. A nice little touch as well. The players give him a, a round of applause at Bolly Maurice on Saturday because Smith said, Where's you in the squad? So everyone was buzzing for him. So, yeah, listen, it cost £22 million last season. Uh, they ain't going to give up on him just yet. He'll, he'll get a pre season to get, try and get that sharpness back, um, have a run of games because games games been hard to organise due to the pandemic. So, he needs a run of games, run of fixtures, get some minutes into his legs again, and we'll see. But I think he'll be assessed in the summer. Yeah, it being interesting. No one knows. No one knows what, what he's going to come back like because before his injury, he's just started to make, make some strides. So he's a good player. Um, so, yeah, I think pre-season will be telling for him. We'll see him in them friendlies. And like you say, any minutes now before the end of the season is a bonus with six games left. And yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing to see him back. He shows a great strength of character to come back from what he's come back from. So I'm just pleased he's out there again because at one stage I was thinking he weren't going to come back. So, um, so yeah, I think he'll, he'll work hard for him. Now until 
start of next season and we'll see where he's at. Right, let's go to some questions from you guys who are watching along. Um, first one from David Alford. Uh, firstly, I'll see if you agree with this. I mean, the style of play has been awful since Christmas. What's the reason? Has David got a point now or has it not been quite as bad as, as he thinks? Totally, David's got a point, yeah. I think a lot's been made of expected goals and Villa's last night was three for the first time since Palace on Boxing Day. So what we now, like April, May, and Villa haven't posted an XG of three. Since then, so yeah, it has been a bit of a day we're watching recent weeks, and the main reason behind that, as everyone knows, is no Jack Grealish, the fullbacker. I made this point last night, saying Albin had a star, a star in the mix with Matthias Pereira last uh, last week. It was Phil Foden who was dazzling and ga- like, drawing gas from the press bench. We haven't seen that from Villa this season, to be fair, well, no, not this season, but since the turn of the year, and missing Grealish has been a key factor of that. So, yeah, I don't think. Smith's found a rhythm as such without Grealish, so he's been a big miss. And yeah, it has been a poor watch of light. Every every fan will tell you that. Every fan stopping me down the shops telling me what's going on, what's going on. Just not the same. So yeah, get Grealish back and they'll get back into the rhythm of things. But the big thing is only six games left. So a lot of things, a lot of Smith um, mix things up a bit, go two up top, give Davis a bit more game time and go from there, really. So yeah, there's, there's lots to play for still. Could be some experimenting going on and let's see some of the young kids perhaps that could add a bit of freshness in there. But yeah, I think I agree with the point made. Yeah, it has been a bit of a, a bit of a day I watch of late. But I think last night was a bit better going forward, a bit of fluidity there, a bit more threatening, peppering the goal and um, get, getting the rewards for it at the end. So yeah, I think that's a fair point now, is Matt, yeah. Um, Ross Barkley came back into the side, so there's always going to be anything about Barkley in one of these that we do because he so often talks about it. Les Pace asks about Barkley getting a chance when we've got young, talented villains waiting to play. What, what did you make of Barkley yesterday? Obviously, he won a penalty. And what do you think about Les's point about young players? Yeah, he was a bit better. Smith said as much last night. I asked Smith about Barkley because it was such a shock call to bring him back in after nine games, nine games out. So... Yeah, I thought he did it a, bit, a little bit better. Smith said it was a bit like the Barkley we had signed at the start. So um, Smith conceding that Barkley's been off the boil there as well. So, yeah, um, nothing too much to shout about, to be honest. But, but the willingness was there, which was refreshing to see. So in previous weeks, he'd be looking at the floor, looking at the air, thinking, what have I got to do here? But he'd be down in his gumshoe a little bit last night and showed a willingness, which is all you, it's all you want, really. Um, yeah, quality a bit lacking still, but... But yeah, I think like going back to the question, why why is he getting ahead of the likes of Jacob Ramsey's a good question, I think. But I think Ramsey played last week against Man City. He only played the half, I'll get that. But I think Smith wanted to give him a chance to to shine and to, to hurt Albion. You know, knowing what Barkley's all about and try and play him into form again like he did. But I think looking to Everton now, will he play Barkley against his former club with the point to prove, perhaps. But I'd like to see Jacob Ramsey back in there because I thought he did Really well, this little cameo against West Brom last night. He moved the ball quickly and um, he helped pull Albion apart at times. So, yeah, did Barkley do enough to start at the weekend? Probably not. So, yeah, I saw you see Ramsey coming in. I think Smith hinted it last week that Villa are going to explore a permanent for for Ross Barkley. So, yeah, why not? Blood the, blood, blood the youngsters, blood those who are going to be there. For the, uh, for the for next season, it's a shame Morgan Santon's out of late because I'd like to see more of him, but he's out with an injury. So, yeah, interesting point there regarding blooding the youngsters as opposed to Barkley. I think that that's what something Smith will do. But I think just Smith went for Barkley last night just to try and just reignite that fire previously, but it didn't really work. But we'll see. We'll see with six games remaining. 
Um, Horace Levy here asks specifically about Louis Barry as one of the young lads. Do you think there's a notion um, uh, within the club and maybe they just want to wrap him within cotton wool a bit? He's so so hyped and so talked about that you don't want to throw a young player in too soon. Is Pitt Smith trying to just pick his moment, do you think, with Barry? Yeah, yeah, I think it's totally, Matt. Good point you make there. Um, I'm asked about Louis Barry all the time. People tell me at the club he's the most natural finisher there, ahead of Watkins and, and whatnot. And his goals record backs that up this season. He just scores in every, scores for fun in every every game he plays. Basically, we've seen that at Villa Park against Liverpool's first team. Then he needs one chance and he scores. So, yeah, um, yeah, being a bit protected, I guess. Yeah, um, size and stature is not quite there yet, but if you you're good enough, you're old enough. So. I've I've loved seeing him in the squad before the season's out. For me, definitely he's good enough. Um, he's got that goal scoring ability you want to see, and I'd chuck him on. Yeah, but I think he's being protected. Like you say, Villa have got a, Villa eighteen's have got a really important game at Newcastle tomorrow, so he, he's been saved for that. FA FA Youth Cup quarter final. Villa are going big in that. They want to win that first time you know over ten years, so twenty years almost. And so yeah, I think he's been been playing. Getting minutes in, in, in for the youth team because he had an injury at the start of this season, ankle injury, and he's just needed games. So he's been he's been playing games. So and Smith has been been using Watkins. So but yeah, I'd like to see him around it as the games peter away, and I think he'll be amongst the, the first team in pre-season. I think Smith will have a good look at him. I think he'll get beefed up over the summer, and um, he's due a growth spurt, isn't he? Because obviously Jacob Ramsey before he, he, nothing much to him. Over the summer, last summer, he's really, really come on in size. So he's due a growth, but I think he'll come into his own. I think he'll be a, a, a huge success. We went all out to get him. I think a deal could could rise to three, four million quid. Um, all all things considered, so it's a big investment for a youth team player. I think he'll get ample chance next season, and I'd, yeah, I can't wait to see more of him. Um, you talk about big investments. There's an interesting one from Jazz Jagpal here about Watkins and Cash, proofy bargains. I mean, that's £42 million bargain, so it's a <laughs> big outlay. Uh, and, and then similarly, Jazz is saying, I've got signed players of Premier League, or do you think when he signed Premier League, Premier League or Champions League experience? I guess that all comes down to money. I'm sure Dean Smith would love to do that, wouldn't he? He would, yeah. I mean, Dean Smith had the finances came out last week, um, last season, Nasef's virus and Wesleyan's injected another two hundred twenty million pound into the club to help them with with, with the transfers and the, tra- the transfer spend now is is totaling three hundred million pounds. We sat in in his transfer windows with, with them, so yeah, I think I think they will spend big again. I think they have to um, to bridge that gap between the, the top six where they want to be. Um, first half of the season was great, and I think the squad depth has been has been the, the reason why they are where they are. They haven't had players to call upon in Grealish's absence and, and stuff like that. And so that needs to be addressed. I think I did a piece today that's on the website. We could see as many 70 part um, in the summer because they want, want first-team football. Your Tom Heaton's, he, I think he'll go. Uh, Almo, what a servant he's been. Neil Tyler, his contract's off. And he locks a Hurrahan, Gilbert, Kalinic. He's still contracted the club. I think they'll go. So these all need to be replenished. Treasure guys out for a long time as well. So at present, there's any old guys in Troy to choose from on the flanks. So I think they need to bolster their squad again, big time. And if you don't spend in the Premier League, people catch you up. So yeah, I think it'd be a big effort in the summer again. If you don't want to get to them European places, they've set the bar with the performances in the early in the season. The owners want to get there. Dean Smith's spoken about it with all the, the Super League fallout. He said, oh, I want to earn the right to be a Champions League club and Champions League manager. So the players are talking about it. So I think four, five, six new signings in the summer. 
I think that's fair fair to look at. I think Taylor moving on, Billy need a new left back. It's a rival target. So as ever, I think it'll be a big summer. Um will they break the, the transfer record on uh, surpassing Watkins? Perhaps I don't know what others think about that. I think they'll look to do that. Tammy Abraham could be available given his Chelsea situation. So yeah, it'd be a good one to watch over the summer, see how, see how things develop. Uh, it's more of a comment than a question from Matty Demon, but I'll put it to you about John McGinn being unrecognisable mm. and his passing being horrific. Is that a fair comment from Matty? Obviously, I, do, I don't see these games in full like you do. Is he, yeah. is he right there? Yeah, he's, yeah, McGinn's passing has been been off it of light. He, he said that as much in his last in last week's post match. He said my passing hasn't been up to there, but he got back in the goals against Man City. Yeah, Villa's midfield. I don't know what others think about this on the comments, but I'm struggling to put my finger on it at the moment. Um, it's not working, and I think that's why Villa are surpassing it really. And Mings is just keeping that ball over the channel to Watkins to chase, and they're looking to get on the second balls. Um, yeah, just not working in midfield for me at the minute. Douglas Louise McGinn. We were in there last last night. Barkley as well was brought in in a bit to just find that little bit of freshness and magic that's been lacking of late. And yeah, but McGinn was dropped deeper last night against Darwin again and didn't really work for me. Whereas before games we've seen recently, he's playing as a ten and excelling, getting back in the goal. So yeah, I think that's an area that needs ironing out. To be honest, Matt, I can't put my finger on it. To be fair, Nakam has been in and out and not trusted and played again. Played again, so and Douglas Louise is trying to find him for his form as well. Santan's out currently, so I don't think they'll have nailed that department of late. So that could be an area that could be strengthened in the summer. Regarding McGinn's form, a bit hit and miss. I mean, he's he's unreal for Scotland, banging him in for Scotland, and took his goal well against Man City. But yeah, I want a bit more from him. Um, we're not just seeing, not in, we're not seeing him take a, take a game by the scruff, scruff of the neck. So yeah, I think I think McGinn needs to. Improve for next season for sure because his place, although at the minute is pretty much nailed on, I think it won't be next season. This is one that we've addressed before, but I'll put to you again because I think it's kind of um, a moot point in a sense. Asking about Grealish, I suppose the point is he's going to be linked with the top clubs all summer, but you don't think he's going to leave, do you? No, not at all. I can't see that happening. I can't see clubs spending 100, 100 million to get him, to be honest, Matt. Um, he's out with an injury. That's going to put clubs off as well. So I don't think he'll be entertained at all. I think Grealish want, wants to carry on and he wants to fire Villa into Europe. Yeah, it'd be a bit, a bit of a shame for Grealish. He's missed, missed what, the last nine games now. And there's reports suggesting he could miss Everton on Well, he's going to miss Everton on Saturday. He's looking like that. And next couple after that. So. Villa protecting him for his, his Euros dream. Um, Southgate will probably pick him, I think, hopefully, anyway. And yeah, it just doesn't, it's a shame, really, for Grealish because obviously he's been the form of his life. He's been the best he's ever been. And he's had a, an injury that's ruled him out for 10, 11, 12 games, possibly. So I just want Grealish to play 38 Premier League games and be on the, where would he be? Where would his numbers be if he played every game this season? He'd be in double figures for goals and assists. So real shame in that respect. But yeah, I think you'll look to make up for last time next season. I think um, I think having fans back next season will bring his game on even further. I think he can't wait to play in front of Villa, Villa, a packed out Villa Park again because I think he's one of them players that, that feeds off it. So yeah, I think I think clubs aren't going to going to touch it this season based on his injury and the, the amounts that he'll cost, and Villa aren't going to entertain a bit. So yeah, I think Grealish will look to fire Villa into Europe. Um, one from Dean Edwards. As you briefly mentioned, Tammy Abraham, do you think it's a deal that can be done? He's very much on the fringes at Chelsea at the moment. Do you think there's there's a deal to be done there, maybe? 
Yeah, on the fringe, he's been kind as well. Just not, not fancy at all, is he? From too cool. So, yeah, I think he's available. I think there's others in the market for him. Leicester City being one. Um, so, I think, yeah, I think it's an option to explore. He's worked with Dean Smith before. Dean Smith loved him. Dean Smith tried to sign him uh, after promotion, uh, but he wanted to realise his Chelsea dream of being their number nine. He's been the top goal scorer for the last two seasons as well. So, doing everything right, really. I don't think too cool fancies he worked right. Or just ability to link the play, but he's a goal scorer, so and they cost money. So I spoke to the, the guys at the footy, the footy at London um, for the Chelsea perspective last week, and they said forty million pound would probably be a, a deal that, that that could be could happen. So we'll see. It all depends on where 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 Villa see it. To be honest, are they going to stick with Watkins or are they going to shove him out wide and bring in Abraham, or they're going to have the two to compete for that number nine shirt? We'll see. There's Wesley, what we talked about as well. So there's yeah. I see Abraham being one to keep keep tabs on for sure. He's got mates there. Grealish loves him. Um, McGinn's best pal, Tyron Mings, his England teammate as well. So I think I'll be on to his blower uh, saying, come on then, we'll have you. Um, but yeah, I think keep an eye on that one. It's worth keeping an eye on. His availability's there. And um, that, that could happen for sure. Uh, we've got the other five or ten minutes to keep the questions coming and we'll, we'll pick through them before we have to disappear. Um these things you always get names from fans being thrown at you. So I'm going to throw a, a couple oh, yeah. at you. Uh-huh. One here is um, Pereira. Some people like the look of him. Obviously, he did well yesterday. Uh, Jesse Lingard was another one. Obviously, he's in great form. And St. Maximum at Newcastle, I saw a flash up as well. The kind of player Villa needs, not so they the kind they can get, but they'd be pretty pricey, wouldn't they? Yeah, I, think I mentioned that last night. So Villa need a Pereira style addition, a bit of magic and. What did Pereira cost? 7.4 million, 7.8 million, something like that. And what a bargain that is. And would he be available if Baggies go down? Perhaps. I'd love to see him. He's excellent last night. He really was. Um, Same maximum, like you say, Lingard. They're the players you want to be looking at. Players banging form, players with real pedigree. I think that Villa needs to buy premium again. Um, I think days of signing an unknown from Turkey uh, are over now. I think Villa will will go big. Because you've got to, um, to to get in the top six. You can't, you can't be unless your scouting's on point and you, you keep plucking up gems from France and across Europe. You need to spend the money. So yeah, I think although Villa don't want to go too big, I think they'll, they'll have to if they want to realise that dream of getting into Europe. So yeah, I think the players mentioned it's that, it's that calibre, that premium calibre they're after. Um, and Pereira. I'll take him tomorrow based on last night's display. He could be available. Really good player, really classy individual. Um, skin Douglas Louise last night, made him look stupid. But yeah, um, that, I think that's the market we're in. I think Villa need a real a winger with real pedigree, and I think that, that'll be an area explored. But like I say, Bertrand Chorro is a big investment last, last summer, 19 million quid that could rise to, and it's his first season in the Premier League, so he'll it, it, look to kick on next season. He's gone a bit flat of late. He was good over the festive period, but I think we're expecting more from Troy next season. Yeah, I think Pereira might be the one you could... Someone's going to prize him away, aren't they, for 25 or 30 million quid. And then um, Bernard in the comments mentions um, Brooks, who's really good at Bournemouth. I think I'm a big fan of his. I'd definitely yeah. take him. There's one here, which is an interesting one from Espen, saying how you need cover at left-back, right-back, and a winger, and a creative central midfielder. I suppose what I was going to ask you is, if you're shelling out for a reserve left-back, a reserve right-back, a cover yeah. centre-half, a support striker potentially, you're spending a good wedge of money just to tread water and stay where you are, not yeah. really improve your squad. So 
how much are Villa going to have to spend? Is the money going to be there? I mean, this next step for Villa is uh, it's a really big one. It's a really hard one to take, isn't it? I suppose is what I'm saying. Yeah, it's a huge step. Um, will the, yeah, like we say, in the first season they came up, they spent £150 million and then 10, 11, 12 new additions. What's that? You know what I mean? Pennies in less than £10 million a player. So I think and the summer just gone, last summer, they bought quality over quantity. Spent record amounts on Watkins, 33 million, Martinez, 20. So they're in, they're in that ballpark. And what would, they, what would they do this summer? I think it'd be this similar to last. I think you're 20 million pound players. So I can't expect Villa to be spending eight, like, I mean, 20 million pound a player on eight new additions just to replenish the squad. I think they look to promote from within as well. I think from what people are telling me, Bodimo, Kane Kessler's ready to step up. Um, the right back, a um, lot of excitement about him. He, he's been banging the goals in from right back as well, which has been incredible. So he's an option. I think Matty Cash, Gilbert could come back in. There's no need to, to, to replenish the right back slots. I think centre backs are fine. I think Courtney Horses had a, had a quick cover for Tyro Mings. Every concert has been outstanding all season. Bjorn Engels is in reserve if he departs. I think Dominic Rebbins having a great season at Weymouth, who's, who's really putting up trees. Out on loan, he's got another year left in his contract. He, he might be promoted, so that, that that'll enable Villa to to go all out and a, a big money striker or a, a real real exciting winger. So I think they'll, they'll spend big on certain areas. I think squad players will, will remain. Al Ghazi will probably stick around just to, as that squad player who can turn it on when he when he can. Um, and players like that. So yeah, I think left back. There's not no one really coming through at present at Villa. There's Sebastian Revan, Dominic's brother. He's a bit young, but I think they'll replenish that. They could look at testing the scouting network for, for a left-back coming up in Holland or something like that. That could be explored. There's Rico Henry at Brentford, who Smith knows all about. Um, he, he's still young and he, he, he could flourish, providing competition for target. But I can't see him going too big on too many too many areas of the pitch. I think they'll, um, they'll source it on, on one, two, three, three areas and, and go big on that and add that quality that, that's needed, Matt, yeah? Right, that's an interesting note to end it on, I think. So um, thanks very much. Oh, go on, we'll throw one more at you quickly, Jason DeFrentis. Yeah. What are the chances that Dougie leaves for Man City since he's just dropped that question in? Yeah, I asked my mate Pep about that. In the, in the I, I, that's why I asked, because I wanted you uh, to be able to drop in your, your Pep conversation. Yeah, yeah um, like the chances, I think it's a high, high chance, highly likely, uh, given what's it, 27.5 million the clauses. Getting a Brazilian international for that, still only 23. Be a sound investment for Man City to go back in. Fernandinho's 36 next month. He's likely to depart. So I think they might get Douglas Ruiz's cover for Rodri. They spent big on Rodri, 56 million. So Guardiola likes a big squad. He fights on four fronts, doesn't he? Champions League, League Cup, Premier League. So if I was, if I was going to make a decision, I think he probably does go. Um, we'll see, though. There's a lot, lot to happen. Man City have to come in and spend £30 million on a player that, that will sit on the bench, perhaps. Whereas Dean Smith loves him. Um, he's been really good. Uh, really good addition to Villa. £15 million was well spent in that regard. And, yeah, he's, he's still developing. He's st- still coming coming good. And he was brilliant last season for Project Restart. My player of the season for them final 10 games. And his form has, has been a bit indifferent, but Villa's midfield has been, been indifferent, hasn't he? So he struggles to nail down that consistency. I like seeing pushed a bit higher, but we'll see. But to answer the question, it'll be interesting one to keep an eye on, like you say, Matt. I don't want to put my, my hat into the ring and say he's definitely off, but I think, I think why not? The clause is there for a reason. 
they've had a good look at him. I asked Pep about that last week, like you say, and he didn't really say no, did he? When I said he's going to come back. So we'll see. Um, interesting one to look at. I don't know what the general feeling is amongst the Villa supporters if he does go, but we'll see. It's one to keep an eye on, like you say, Matt. That's true. He took that question better than your one about VAR, the return fixture. I don't know. If, I, I, oh, did yeah. you take that out? That yeah, was good. Yeah, yeah. That was funny. <laughs> your bond with Pep, your love-hate relationship. That's right. right. We, we definitely will leave it there. So thanks to everyone who watched along and asked questions of Ash. Ash, thanks very much to your time as ever. Very no much worries. appreciated. Thank you for listening to Claret and Blue, an Aston Villa podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, then please do let us know. We love hearing your feedback. We'll be back soon with another episode. But until then, up the villa. Up the villa.